Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Podcast, the podcast with no problem links to the UVF paramilitaries, despite being pictured with some last week. I am Craig Cairns, and joining me today, we have, uh, it's January, so it means he's anticipating the loss of another Bowie, it's Andy Harrow. Hiya, <laughs> And his chemical Ali-style defence of hearts is not required this evening, it's Robert Borthwick. Yes! Uh, we should just, no, we're not going to start there, we're going to start with the craze that's been sweeping the nation, and that is hotties and naughties. Who wants to kick us off? You go first, uh, I'll start us off with a, a naughty, if I may. Uh, I'm going to go for Celtic's goal music, um, yeah. or the PA guys specifically. So we saw Celtic obviously beating uh, Ross County at the weekend, and it wasn't a big crowd, shall we yeah. say. Um, Celtic hadn't been playing particularly well, then they got the penalty, and they played this incredibly loud, like... Da, da, da. As like nobody was going wild whatsoever, even Cal McGregor looked like he scored with an apology uh, rather than a penalty. I just thought the, the goal music was utterly bizarre. They had the disco lights and everything. It's like you know, just do it sometimes. You don't have to do it all the time. Just because you bought it doesn't just mean you after have to... you've been battered for yeah. twenty ah. minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. Exactly. It only really works in kind of European nights and old fergies and big games, doesn't it? It's not yeah. Ross County. Yeah. <laughs> disco time. Like, calm down. So that's my first note. Andy? Uh, I'm going to go for a uh, hottie uh, in terms of I've seen quite a lot of films and stuff recently which is quite rare I haven't seen that much generally but um, I saw Good Boys which is really good uh, have you guys seen that one? No, no. I haven't it's no. like the, like, kind of that Seth Rogen stable of people that do stuff but they're basically about like 12 year old wee guys like trying to go to a kissing party but it was, it was fun it was surprisingly good uh, and then um, well, I saw Hustlers as well, which was a bit disappointing. You know right. the the J Lo film, yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone's raving about, and it was 
good, but it was, and so was J-Lo, but it wasn't like brilliant. Like, I don't know, it was one of those films that seemed super hyped. And yeah. then maybe because it was J-Lo and nobody'd seen J-Lo in anything for ages, but Aye. yeah, it was all right. So, it's, I it's, that, that's on the cusp of hot air. Uh, yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I've been doing the same, obviously, with it being. Um, Award season, checking mm-hmm. out some, but I haven't che- I haven't seen neither of those. Jojo Rabbit was going to be one of my hotties, right? So I've not seen Jojo Rabbit. Yet, oh, so like, I think it's the best of the bunch I've seen of them. I absolutely love that, it. That seemed to be the one that got the most like uh, people that either loved it or hated it. That seemed to be this year's like, subject matter. Yeah. I've heard some people yeah. just say they didn't take to it because yeah. of the subject matter. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see anything else? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood oh, yeah, which I've good. only just got out of the habit of not saying Mexico <laughs> wanted to say Mexico for some reason um, well it used to be I suppose yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what else have I seen I saw Uncut Gems oh yeah oh, that's amazing that. stressful yeah. as hell it's like the the dialogue and just the, the coming and going of the characters there's like yep. three four arguments going on at the same time sometimes the music's really high in the in the mix mm. it's just yeah there's this one scene right in the middle of it that's just so stressful to watch but yeah Adam Sandler's great in it nice. great movie there's one more I've watched that I can't think off the top of my head I, I saw 1917 oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's a magnificent film it's great obviously the hearts man I would enjoy World War 1 <laughs> but uh, no it was, it was absolutely amazing I, it was it was yeah, if, if anyone hasn't seen it, and I think everyone that I know has seen it, unless you guys haven't. I mean, I haven't, but then I don't get to the cinema anymore, so it's yeah. that's fine. I've seen Star, I I saw Star Wars over Christmas. And I saw that as well. Seven months. Oh, yeah, that's right, because we had an animated discussion about it. We did that. I trained to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got League Two Goalkeepers. Uh-huh. Um, two great saves in one game. One specifically at the game at Hamden between Queen's Park and Albion Rovers. Ryan yes. Goodfellow. Pulled out a save, which if you haven't seen, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better yeah. save in Scotland this yeah. season. It was that good. He was going the other way, kind of stumbling, went back and kind of clawed it over the bar. Uh, it looked like it was over, out of his reach. And then Willie Muir, it was kind of a less spectacular save, but uh, just as important. Um, right in the last couple of minutes, he saved a penalty to rescue a draw. So yeah, back, brought it back to the football with Lord nice. goalkeepers. Well done. Um, I'll, I'll just, I, I'm not off the top of my head, I know we're going to talk about it, but Robbie McCrory... Mm. Yeah, just uh, just to keep it on the, the goalkeeper theme and to really bring it down a notch there, there as well. There was a lot of buzz about him after that yeah. first performance as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah. Just, he did one of those. He just buried his his face into his his arm as well. He didn't want to. He, he oh, just wanted the, the ground to swallow swallow him up. Yeah, um, get you by plastic. <laughs> <laughs> Another hottie, come dog. Oh, mm-hmm. aye. yeah, he's, he's he's been waiting for that, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, really burst onto the scene in English football. He was great value on uh, match always, of the day. He always is. I thought it was brilliant. Um, that whole bit after the game, I didn't see uh, the game. I tuned in at the end to watch the aftermath, and just with, uh, not so much the pitch invasion, but the mall kind of crowding around where the camera was facing. Mm. Uh, well, the pundits box. Yeah, yeah. So that was great, and then obviously. Um, Jason Cummins being Jason a Cum- Burger King inflatable um, inflatable crown. And uh, <laughs> responding to Ian Wright in his uh, post-match interview and stuff, he was great value. Yeah, they'd have been delighted that there was actually like one decent game in the FA Cup. I, really. like, I mean, there's nothing interesting there anyway. Right. Like, I couldn't have cared less about a single game in that FA Cup. No. Really at all. No. Yeah, I just tuned in when I heard about yeah, the guy yeah, you guys yeah, were talking on the group yeah. chat about uh, Jason Cummins. I yeah. thought I've got an interest now, so yeah. yeah. Um, one more hottie from me is former Hearts strikers, 
Um, so Aidan Keener and Craig White both scored on their respective <laughs> debuts uh, for the new teams, uh, Hartlepool and Arbroath respectively. A real get it right up here to the Hearts <laughs> management there. Um, and uh, Arbroath uh, misspelled Whiten's name yes, on his shirt apparently. How did they spell it? Just W I. I don't know. W H I T E O N. No, S H I. Right, shall we move on to the weekend's action? Yeah, all right. Uh, well, we'll start with the game yesterday, I suppose. Hearts 2, oh, suppose. Rangers 1. <laughs> Why not? Aberdeen now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, a really important result for Hearts. Let's ne- let's try not to get carried away over the next five minutes or so. Robert, you can you can keep us keep us <laughs> down here on earth. We may need 18 months for a result like this. <laughs> but in many ways, it was a typical Hearts uh, match day in that there was people getting injured, yep. there was positional changes all over the shop, but they, they pulled a magnificent result out of their arse. Yeah, I mean, finishing the game, well, sorry, um, starting the second half with two rangy centre midfielders at fullback um, was, was certainly interesting to go about it. Jimmy Calderwood formation oh, to I, end the game. It was great. It was, I, I think, even just generally, I, I mean, I'd, I've watched the sort of full extended highlights back it was quite an entertaining game anyway yeah, because it was, it was really open it was uh, really you know you saw Rangers got in behind a couple of times Craig Halkett was absolutely superb at the back and John Souter for the last 10 minutes as well uh, was at that level but you know they were getting in behind um, Hart still looked threatening-ish um, I think you know Liam Boyce was holding it up really well uh, Sean Clare was again magnificent powering up from right back and stuff like that I, th- I think it was just generally a really entertaining game to watch Um but no, over the piece, I think Rangers, you know, Stephen Gerrard came out and said it afterwards they were out, outfought and outbattled, and he's absolutely right, they were. Um, you know, guys like Aribo, when he's on it, he's great. When he's not, he's an empty yeah. jersey, and he was kind of an empty jersey in that game. I think he missed Tavernier. I think they missed Tavernier massively, because that's really special on that side, yeah. That's where their width comes from, and if Aribo's being pulled out there, that's maybe not where he's best deployed. Um, I thought guys like Steve Davis and that as well, they just didn't perform well through the midfield, just didn't get involved. Uh, Jermaine Defoe was isolated. Um, Hearts pressed incredibly well, which kind of pushed that Rangers midfield back, leaving Defoe on his own up front, trying to create chances for himself, basically. Ryan Jack should have been sent off. Um, There's there's many things that went wrong with that Rangers display, but you can't look away from the fact that Hearts, high risk, high reward, has, has paid off in this game. I think other teams will beat Hearts. Uh, when they continue to play that, that sort of pressing game yeah. I, I think it worked in that one yeah. uh, Rangers weren't expecting that as much that's exactly what I was saying yesterday at half time that Rangers could easily be a, a, a two or three goals ahead because uh, if Morelos plays or on another day when Rangers pre-Christmas yeah. Rangers yeah. Um, they're a couple of goals ahead before half time and Hearts the, the place they're in they might they, they, do, they don't recover from that yeah. Um, but yeah I, I suppose as Rob says it, it's it's They've rode their luck this time to an extent, and some brilliant last-ditch defending. Mm-hmm. But um, there's going to be other times where they get punished for that. Yeah, but that's that's fine. I think they'll take kind of winning one in every two or three at the moment because uh, the form that they've been in generally. So, no, I think the the first half was a performance that was kind of full of intensity and kind of hard work without really creating a lot. But I think you did see the kind of signs of where it would work in terms of boys being able to occupy defenders, holding the ball up causing a few problems, starting to form some sort of partnership with Naismith. And it, it was more in that game because they're both two intelligent footballers than because they've actually established any sort of proper relationship. But the there was just you could you could see what they were trying to do and they did it pretty successfully. As, as you both said, like there was a couple of chances that Rangers probably should have buried, but they didn't and Harps 
the only time I felt actually that they struggled was the first 10 minutes of the second half the kind of Rangers got the goal on the break and again Hearts kind of there wasn't a lot of organisation in terms of the who's picking up who that type of thing but Rangers scored the goal uh, on the breakaway and kind of looked like they, they would potentially dominate after that but that only lasted maybe 10 minutes at most from about the 55 minute mark Hearts kind of got back into it yeah I, um, I think yeah. I think the, the, the forced change um, positionally yeah. really affected Hearts because Toby Civic I thought did really well at centre mid um, he was a bit nervous on the ball but he was good at winning it back he was tenacious he played that high press obviously that Stendhal loves yeah, very he was moved yeah. to left back yeah. which then brings Bazanic into centre midfield and Bazanic and Irvin as a midfield partnership does not work we saw it at Ross County in the midweek, um, they both try and play the same position, leaving massive gaps in behind. So it actually kind of helped Civic being injured because it meant Bazanich went to left back, Naismith dropped in deep, Hart somehow had four strikers on the pitch, and they went on to win the game. But I, I think like the key for me was the average age of that Hart starting midfield is twenty, and they're up against guys like Glenn Kamara, Ryan Jack, Joe Rebo, Steve Davis, and they pressed them and pushed them and really made them feel incredibly uncomfortable, and that was that was kind of shown. Um, I was terrified when I saw that midfield to start the game. It, it just looked like it had a recipe. I was strangely your... confident. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I stuck a tenor on Hearts. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I said in the group chat was that uh, those young players have done okay recently. I used the word okay because I feel like there's been some great performances from a couple of them, and there's been some kind of meh performances like County and stuff. But um, see, three months ago, you and Henderson and Lewis Moore for me were ship them out again on loan, and we'll never see them again. And now, especially, I think the... the Moore, sort of, I still the, don't think is good enough. Uh, the Moore Naissons, uh, I think, <laughs> is, is running out of steam just now. But Ewan Henderson generally looks like he, yeah, he could make it because he exactly. has a touch. Yeah. Whereas Lewis yeah. Moore, he doesn't know how to play in tight spaces, uh, which is a huge issue if you're going to be playing on mm-hmm. the wing in the top fight. Henderson's wee, he's strong, he's sort of like, he bullies players off the ball and he can make a run as well. He's got a good chance and obviously Stendhal has massively helped both of those players. And I think they were kind of key as well because they were the only width, really, that Hearts had. And that occupied that space, which meant that Naismith could drop in deep, pick up the ball. Andy Irvin has been sensational since he came into the team just before Christmas. He's, yeah. he's 19 and he's, he's going into this midfield or any midfield and he's picking up the ball. He's going past the man and he's finding a pass. He's, he's been absolutely brilliant. But Moore and Henderson, I, I think you need to... They weren't outstanding by any means, but they did enough in that game to affect it, which yeah. is kind of what you're looking for. I think um, with, with Moore, I know can I... Craig Fowler didn't give him a great rating in the, the Scotsman ratings and, and uh, we were kind of talking about it and he, he was the poorest of them all but I think he still did a job within that game I think in games against like, so Ross County or St Mirren he's not necessarily good enough really to do it but what, what he did do and I suppose what they, they both did in a way was the Hearts kind of compressed that midfield they kind of made it difficult for Kamara and Jack and Davis to get through and get balls to Defoe and then when they broke there was a time I think it was the second half where Moore kind of pressured Katic so it was just a long aimless ball into the channels and Moore kind of pressured Katic and giving away a, a corner and it was that type of thing it was just it was as much about workload or effort for a lot of those guys yes especially for the kind of slightly more limited players yeah. um, and then you still had people like Naismith and yeah. Boyce and Irvin who were able to do a bit more in terms of put their foot in the ball Henderson was good actually as well but yeah. But there, I don't think there was a there wasn't a passenger in that Hearts team yesterday. There was a couple of times where Suter looked maybe a bit rotated in the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passes, yeah. But and, I yeah. thought um, in the build up to the 
second goal, the winner, um, it comes to Suter about the halfway line in the air and he heads it. But and I was just thinking, I was watching it again today and I was thinking, if that had been better in that position, yeah. he just launches mm-hmm. it with his head as far as it will go. It will go. Suter he, passed it. He passed yeah. it to someone's feet. I can't remember, I think it's, it might be Boyce, but he, and it goes right to his feet and you can see that's exactly his intention. And I agree, he had a few ropey moments mm-hmm. in the first half mm-hmm. and I just feel like, again, if Hearts play like that way, uh, they're always one dodgy pass, especially against a team like Rangers, one yeah. dodgy pass away from it just being fatal, you know what yeah. I mean? I think a couple couple more points from you, Boyce, what a difference it is having a, a, an actual striker. I know Stephen Naismith is an actual striker, scores all of our goals really, but he drops deeper and I think that's where he's more effective. Having a guy who can occupy two defenders at once is not something that Hearts have had in a long time and that's what Boyce does. He occupies that space which brings the other guys in. He got an assist, he got a goal, he hasn't even trained with the team yet. And I think that, you know, that is the start of something that is potentially really exciting as a Hearts fan, as you've actually said, a good striker. The other thing is the substitutes. I thought Washington and Uche both did really, really well when they came yeah. on. Washington just ran himself into the ground. He made sure that Ken was doubled up on every time. Him and Claire just didn't give him any space whatsoever. He was chasing everything. And Uche is just... He loves playing against Rangers. He's just a French with legs, man. <laughs> he, loves, he just loves coming on against Rangers. Absolutely. Every time Carter has got the ball, <laughs> yes. so it was like, like a red rag to a bull. He was just going for it. And but that, that was the thing, I think, that, that marked boys out from the other strikers, apart from Naismith, but if you count him, he's going to yeah. ideally drop a bit deeper, is that Boyce is so much more intelligent than those guys. Oh, like, you know, Uche yeah. and Washington have got physical attributes, they can head mm-hmm. a ball, they can they can still cause defenders problems, but Boyce is so much more intelligent as a as a striker in terms of finding space, where to go, being able to link up with other good players. You just don't get that from those, including Steve McLean. So you don't get that from the other How half. Dare you. <laughs> Papa McLean is a saint. <laughs> and um, just, just about Rangers quickly before yeah. we move on. Um, Gerard said uh, he didn't recognise his side. He clearly doesn't remember this exact moment one year ago. Um, where does this leave them? Five points behind. <laughs> yeah. The... the um, I don't foresee Rangers slipping up like this again this season, if I'm honest. I think that's a huge... I mean, the way that Gerard was talking after the game, I think he'll have them absolutely battered into shape now. But I think it's too late. I it's, I think the only thing is that they've already had... They've basically had three performances like that now to some degree since they come back. And that, that was probably the worst one. But they've had three pretty meh performances. Yeah, it's the only um, one they haven't got away without, with. Yeah, yeah. And they've not had Morelos in that time. And they still, as much as Defoe is a handy person to have, and they've got him, I mean, he's scored in two of those three games, but he's just not Morelos. And it's such a big drop, you know, when, when Edward's out, you can still talk about now if Griffiths is fit, mm-hmm. there's not a massive drop off there. Johnson's kind of shown it in bursts, they've got the, um, the new guy as well. The drop off is still, I mean, it's so big between Morelos and Defoe in terms of what he brings to the team. Like, as you say, like Morelos yesterday would have, would have fashioned a chance of his own if, if yeah. he was struggling. Or if finished midfield, one of those, yeah. Was if if the midfield was struggling to do something yesterday, he would have, he would have yeah. fashioned something himself. Loves playing his hearts as well. Yeah. So yeah. seeing him out of the team was. Exactly. So, so, I th- so it does, for me, it's still. I, 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 I thought that as well, seeing Gerard's quotes that I thought. That might be them to the end of the season, but if Morelos is out, there's. I mean, it's always been the point that they've dropped points is when he's yeah. gone out of the team or started to look poor. So, and so if he at some point does go out of the team because of injury or suspension, then yeah, I can still see them losing some games. Yeah. Right. 
Let's move on to the whatever it's called, uh, uh, where Hamilton lost four <laughs> two to Livingston. How could you not remember the Fountain of Youth Stadium? <laughs> and um, I think it's changed may, once, maybe twice since then. Um, <laughs> there's there not some acronym now or something. The Foys. <laughs> The Foy's Stadium, isn't it? Yeah, Foy's Stadium. Uh, yeah, see, yeah. there you go. But then Foy's it means it's Fountain of Youth Stadium Stadium. The Foy's Stadium. Mm. Like ATM machine. Yeah. Or Hibernian FC Club. club. <laughs> Pin number. Right. Uh, <laughs> fair play to Living. Yes. They yes. are on some run at the moment. Uh, four wins in a row, won six of their last eight. Um, clear in fifth. And the thing is, as well, I mean, I, mean, I, I know a lot's been made about uh, the players they lost in the summer players have had to replace um, they lost two of that back three and their goalkeeper but even then Lithgow's been out quite a bit injured this mm. season and they've had to chop and change their full back positions they've had to change their goalkeeper a wee bit recently uh, like one in, one guy in for one game and then out <laughs> again but it just doesn't seem to phase them they just seem to keep picking up these wins and these points I think what, what we've said a few times on this podcast is the, the dressing room is so strong with Livingston you know, you've got big characters there Marvin Bartley Lyndon Dykes uh, even Lithgow if he's not playing he's still a big guy to have around and then you've got David Martindale and uh, Gary Holt who, who can sort of nurture that as well which means that when these other players go in so like you've seen Taylor Sinclair coming in and stuff like that they're going in with this ready-made belief that they can actually go and affect games and win points and they work so hard for each other that when you come up against a, a Hamilton team that defended really poorly it means that you're <laughs> going to get chances and you're going to put them away. And I think it's just that team spirit that they have. I know, I think it's now like that conversation's gone, the players that they lost. And yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't, it, it's, it's, a, an, yeah. it's an irrelevant argument. Well, that's the point I'm making though. The point I'm making is even this season they've had to chop and change mm-hmm. and they still seem to be just riding it out. And it seems to be that the system comes first. They have yeah. a system and then they just move whatever individuals they need to yeah. around that system and it works. I think there's a, there's also a bit more focus. It feels like this season in terms of the kind of middle to front. So last season it was the, that big focus on the the back three and how well they defended. But this year, I mean, even if you look at even the team from the weekend, you know that midfield going forwards of Bartley and Sybil's been excellent in yeah. holding midfield. Bartley's obviously been very good. Then you've got Lawless Pittman who have done it routinely over the uh, certainly Lawless has done it over a he's on for player of the month yeah. Lawless and, um, and Pittman has done it routinely for Livingston and, and certainly since he's been up in the, the Premiership so that I can add something different I mean he, he's, uh, he's <laughs> bit of aggression yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, but he adds something a bit different to what they've got and then you've obviously got Dykes who we've talked about a lot up front plus you've got folk like Erskine and Robinson on the bench so they've got a lot of quality there actually for a I mean it makes sense for a team that are sitting fifth. That's the kind of type of squad you think should be sitting fifth. And they've managed to, as you say, the people that have come in defensively have generally managed to slot in because they're so well organised. But they, you know, they're they're better at playing football this season. I think they're working and they've got a lot of guys who are looking impressive and in, in good form in that that kind of middle and forward area, and they have been sort of all season really. They went behind in this one. Uh, a goal from Sean Want, who must be about the ninth player to play right back for Aki's this season. <laughs> They've had so many centre halves and so many right backs this season. Um, they, yeah, they've they've just not settled at all. They are also on a, a very poor run at the moment, and it's only one game. But Hearts have now got to within a, a point of them. 
have we got anything original to say about Aki's other than they're probably going to stay up anyway? They'll probably yeah, stay up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they'll go through a horrible run of form or something and then they'll go down. Uh, right, it'll be something weird. I think our hearts <laughs> always continue to stay below them. <laughs> Very possible. We are aware of that. Yeah, I, I think Aki's are still capable of performances. They showed it. I mean, I know they lost to Hibs, but in that first half they were great. Um, they, they pushed and bullied Hibs about. They beat Hearts a few weeks ago at home and that was a really... <coughs> sorry. That was a really strong performance from them as well. So they still have it in them. And I, I think sometimes, as Hamilton always do, they'll have a shocking result like this at home. And then you'll think, oh, that's them on the slide. And then two weeks later, they'll pick up six points. And you're like, right, okay, well, they're not on the slide. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team. Yeah. And I, I think that's going to happen when you've got the squad that they have. And like you say, they're chopping and changing defenders like it's going out of fashion. That's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Sam Woods has come in, obviously, from Paris. Um, he scored in that game but also I think he was a bit weak um, for a few of the uh, the Levy goals I say a few of the Levy goals they did score four um, but I, I think he allowed himself to, to be dragged out of position by Dykes which is where you see like Taylor Sinclair's header for example free header underneath the bar and that's because of the movement inside and, and you know the defenders getting a wee bit confused I think there's there's glaring issues with Ake's and there always will be but I think that there's enough there that they will still continue to pick up the odd result which could keep them safe yeah well, I mean That'll be interesting over the next period because they're actually looking at their fixtures. They could quite easily get no points from the next five league games. They get Celtic at home, which they never do anything in. St Mirren away, which is the big one. Then Aberdeen at home, Hearts away, and Motherwell at home. So undoubtedly, because it's Hamilton, they will pick up a win somewhere along the lines. Yeah. So either Aberdeen or Motherwell probably. But but they could quite easily get nothing out of that, and then they're, they're in real trouble back in. Say the same thing every time. It's just that. Nice finish from Sybold for his goal. Uh, finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on the volley, took it well. And um, Adam Taylor Sinclair's goal was a bit weird, I thought. He just appeared out of uh, nowhere. Just yeah. like, all of a sudden, was just flying through the air <laughs> from a yard yeah. out. And they still <laughs> put it in the roof of the net as well. <laughs> Such a weird goal. Because yeah. um, there's no footage of him with the run all the way in to him connecting with the ball there's, no. there's a footage of him starting the run and then uh, there's the footage of him uh, putting it in but yeah I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny so, yeah. you know, the, w- watching the replays like where the fuck has he even come from <laughs> and none of the replays given me that information and uh, yeah the Souda uh, meltdown he just he, he seemed annoyed at getting taken off while his team were winning for the fourth time in a row yeah it was it's a weird but I mean you kind of it's quite funny you see the angle uh, the sort of lower angle from the, the TV camera side he you almost see, kills a steward aye but you see Scott Robinson looking behind him and then turn around just has a wee smile on his face like, they, <laughs> may, they maybe kind of know that about Souda that he will right, react okay. like I that I, I think it's reason that he hasn't finished a game yet aye. this season so I mean oh, that might that I don't is. know if that has something to do with it that does he get a bonus for playing 90 minutes? I don't know, even when they're winning, he gets taken well, off. Well, the yeah. wingers always get taken off. Yeah, like, it was the, it's the natural The thing is, I remember there was something earlier in the season as well that he wasn't getting picked for a few games, or he got dropped after a game because Holt wasn't happy about him not tracking back. Right, right. So that, from what you're saying there, that makes him a prime candidate to take off when you're mm-hmm. defending a lead, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, that's, just, that's probably Again, it. just sounds like a winger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much what they do. Uh, also, the handball for the penalty was mental, and how long it took uh, Madden to give it. Yeah, well. it's it like was, he must have been communicating with his other official, yeah. I think. But yeah, I think he was just thinking really hard about what he'd just seen because he's like, like the ball's about to break, and he never stops looking at the penalty spot. He's like, I'm going to give it. 
Probably gonna give it now. Nah, hold on. The Fjorta, Fjorta, <laughs> actually, yeah, that. Fjorta's shirt was almost over his head mm. as well. Though. It was mental. Maybe um, it was skin. Maybe that. Well, yeah, maybe that's what was uh, distracting him. It could be it. Yeah, because they were talking sports side yesterday. They reckoned it was a free kick rather than a, a penalty for the foul in Fjorta. Yeah, it looked like he was being yeah, filled. Definitely yeah, being filled. Yeah. Again, it was uh, what do you call him? The guy that I keep wanting to say, Sam Smith. What's his name? The guy that just signed Sam, Sam Woods. Sam Woods. <laughs> um, Celtic. Yeah. Celtic 3, Ross County 0. That was a great link, that one. Eh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> County looked really at it at the early stages of this one. Mm-hmm. They missed uh, a number of chances. I, even though I, I knew he wasn't going to score it, I had my head in my hands watching that spittle chance. I yeah, can't yeah. believe he hasn't got that one on target. It's, it's mad because the Celtic players have actually created an avenue to the It's just perfect well. for him. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. perfect. And it's, you know, we've seen Ross County in the last two games now creating really good opportunities for themselves and not putting them away. Um, it was the same against Hearts. They, they got through on goal so many times. Couldn't do it. Billy Mackay uh, was sort of guilty for a couple of chances there. And then in this one, um, what's his name? Mullen should have done so much better. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he actually has time to take a touch. It's a great pass, absolutely yeah. wonderful ball through for him. But that just kind of uh, was the, the greatest sort of showcase of how open Celtic were at the back. It was, that it was, was so open at the back. Yeah, the tactic seemed to be just to get the ball up, yeah, uh, up towards the Celtic defence as quickly as possible, and there would yeah a hole would open up for for one of the Ross County players to go through. Yeah, they were. I mean, I suppose it was a wee bit disjointed at the back for Celtic. Bauer was in because Springpong's injured and. Simonovic was in for Ayer so Ross County were pretty smart in terms of um, getting in at that defence but yeah, they've got when you get chances like that it's Celtic Park yeah. man like, it's, it, Spittles was definitely the worst the oh worst yeah easily uh, but easy. as I say Mullinian should be doing a lot better as well but I you know, we had a decent chance he could have done better with as well so, yeah. I'll never hear a bad word say again Cowes was the more difficult yeah. of them, I think. Ah, yeah. Yeah. and obviously Mullins is a difficult technique but um, I don't think he needed to do that, that that's the thing He's yeah, he probably maybe over, doesn't need to yeah. take a touch and spit um, yeah. spittles yeah it just like I said it just sat perfectly for him just to just to pass it into the bottom corner yeah and it was actually I, I think you know that, that tactic that Kenny had getting the, the, the pace of your players on the shoulder and getting them behind yeah. I mean it worked really well it's quite ambitious to go to Celtic Park and do that in the first place um, and he exploited himself but you've got yeah, because otherwise you'll get a penalty given against you, and Callum McGregor will score it, and stupid music will come on. So, yeah, which was obviously no doubt about, and it, um, and it, it gave Celtic the lead. But it wasn't until Edward came on that they really made sure of it. And it's just all I've written in my notes is he's so good. Yeah, he's so good. I, I wrote Edward as Edward the difference. Yeah, just like he's yeah he's brilliant. He's there, brilliant. It, there wasn't an, I, I know f- make jokes about the. Uh, athletic quite a lot, but there, there was quite a, there was, there was, uh, the Atlantic, as I keep calling it. I call it, I call it the Atlantic as well. Yeah, um, I never read the Atlantic though. I don't like. I, I don't remember the last time I read the Atlantic. Um, but it, it was kind of talking about Edward growing up, and he was he was saying he's always the, the way he's finished has always been like that. He's always been just a very calm, composed kind of side of the foot finisher, which is interesting that I kind of I guess he's not totally learned it. Like it's something kind of instinctive. Or an actual thing rather than we always think of Morelos being the instinctive striker, yeah, but actually yeah. Edwards always sort of had that um, skill as well. But um, about yeah, it's quite interesting how some of these guys end up at Celtic because he's, I mean, he's far too good really for. for was Celtic, it PSG? But, yeah, I mean, but then again, there's lots of players that come from Man United ah, yeah, and Man yeah, City yeah, and all yeah, that and yeah, are yeah. no good. But but I think because he had a couple of kind of 
poor spells on loan in various other places. But no, I mean he's he's he is the difference just now. I'd, I'd said earlier on about the the fact that there's a big drop off after when Morelos is not playing for Rangers, and that Griffiths, if he's fit, does help Celtic a bit. But they have goals, more goals from elsewhere on the yeah, pitch as well for like Rangers and stuff. Yeah, um, and Christie. Uh, so yeah, you're right. I think that's the thing. But he is just, he's just. So good. It's, it's the second goal is like the, the sort of if you're having an odd son Edward seminar, you'd be like, right, this is the one because so often you see strikers who are getting closed down from, from two angles, so there's a defender yeah, on either yeah. side of them, and they usually like stretch for it and they, they sort of slide as they hit the ball yeah. and then it, you know it can still go in and stuff like that. Morelos is actually really good at that, sort of getting yeah. his foot on it. Edward's standing bolt upright. <laughs> he just knows there's no back left to his shot. He just knows, right, I'm going to get there first. And he just, as I say, no back left. Bottom corner. Yeah. It just, it makes him look incredibly cool yeah. when he does it. And he's just, he's, yeah. he's that sort of calm, like he obviously gets slagged off for not celebrating and stuff like that. But he's, he's that sort of character. He's just incredibly cool. He knows exactly where the ball is, where the back of the net yeah, is. It's just, and he just even, it every time. Sorry. No, 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 I was just going to say, it was, I mean, it's jumping on a wee bit to one of the other games, but on the radio yesterday, um, Kind of sports team were talking about Abika's chance that he missed against Aberdeen, and they were making um, Jim Goodwin and I think Willie Miller and a couple of other folk were kind of making the excuse that he was getting closed down and it was a bit of a tight angle. And actually, he sort of did well to hit the post from it, but it's like that's the type of thing where there's just that level of difference in quality that there's absolutely no way Edward presented with Edward in the cup final, it. yeah, the exactly. stakes are a lot bigger, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. and it doesn't matter that people are closing him down or that the goalkeeper might be flying out, like, yeah, he's just totally focused on where he's putting the ball, yeah. And yeah. then I know that it's been covered before, but the uh, against Kilmarnock in the, the match before that touch for mm. for his goal where he just nah, kind of takes, takes it on the spin, <laughs> oh Defender has it off him, man. Oh, it's like Bergkamp after, <laughs> after he does that skill, <laughs> yes, he gets a little break of the ball but, uh, it's just absolutely beautiful um, anything else to say about this game before we, we move on nope. that save from the county keeper oh of oh, course yeah. yeah from Baxter yeah although oh, they missed a trick by not bringing on Laidlaw to save the penalty because he's playing a great that's <laughs> true. record uh, from penalties this season uh, but again in my notes I've just written what a fucking save I think it, it can't go without comment how good that save is like, he's totally instinctive it's hit well and he puts his arm out it's absolutely Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, from a point blank range yeah. as well. Uh, right, we'll move on to McDermott Park, where St Johnston beat Kilmarnock 2 1. Um, St Johnston moved to a back three for this. How much do we think this was just Tommy Wright giving the board the middle finger? <laughs> but it worked anyway. I mean, well, I think pretty much everything Tommy Wright does is yeah. to give the board the middle finger. It doesn't matter what he does. Um, Apparently, yeah. they've had since had constructive talks. I will bet that they have. Yes. I bet that was mainly just uh, the board listening to Tommy Wright. <laughs> and while also yeah. saying... No, it, was just, it was just the board sitting outside his door as he threw stuff against the wall. Um, yeah. yeah, their only comment was, do you have to go public with this stuff? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, it was a, it's, a, it's a big result, obviously, for St. Johnson, but it is a... Um, I think it's important for Wright, especially when you're, you're going to come out in the press and slate people... Because you're you're kind of taking a lot of the responsibility away from yourself. I mean, he he completely washed his hands of this whole transfer window, which I don't think you can really do as a manager. But I take his that's what he says. He, he should be retitled the head coach. Yeah, that's <laughs> <it>. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, but I think it is important that he's kind of also showing, especially when you're you're putting yourself out in a line like that, that you're showing what you could do as a manager still, and, and um, maybe at times. That's been forgotten a wee bit this season, but no, they were they were, they were good. Um, McCann was 
uh, really impressive in the middle of the park. Yeah. Um, Cam uh, Booth was pretty solid in that that back three. Yeah. Um, All of a sudden, they look like they have a solid back three if they yeah. want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, a few months ago, they barely had a good centre half in the squad. Yeah, and I mean, I suppose they've taken advantage of a, a Kelly team in a, a big slump, but that's still a that's a big moment for them in terms of the fact that they were still going for the win, not kind of happy to go for a settle for a for a point, and. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it, things are kind of looking up. Their kind of form has generally been kind of winning a loss uh, and a draw. Kind of, it's not been as anywhere near as bad as it was earlier. I think it's season, like three think, wins in the last yeah, six yeah. Uh, league games now. Though, yeah. um, are we? Do you think? think are we worried about them being relegated anymore? I, I think you still will be a bit concerned, but because they've they've not got a lot up front. I mean, when you're still playing me and Kane. <laughs> Starting two strikers, you can't rule them out of relegation. And it's when Andre Wright went off as well at half time with an injury, so that's that's not like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the last that is the concern, I suppose, that they've got they've lost Kennedy. And if I don't know how long what this injury is for Wright, but if you've basically lost your two wingers in one yeah. weekend, yeah. Yeah. Swanson doesn't look trouble. the fittest no. at the moment, no. yeah. or hasn't. Is it, <laughs> is it 2010 again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for St. John's, that game was two brilliant crosses into the box mm. that, that um, sort of caused both goals. Obviously, the second one wasn't a direct sort of uh, cross and heater, but it was two wonderful balls into the box, which is one for them. Kelly need to be a bit concerned about that. The cross balls and just balls coming into the box. I thought genuinely. O'Donnell was quite lazy for the first one, yeah. I think they, they just, everyone stood off for that entire attack, and it's yeah. early in the game as well, so you'd be thinking, right, you need to get on top of them. The entire Celtic team, every time a pass was made by St Johnston, they stood off. And then the ball went into the middle and Alan McCann's got about 10 yards yeah. space around about him. It was mental. Like you should be starting, especially when you're in a bad run of form, you should be absolutely gunning for it, yeah. but they, they were not at all. And you both mentioned Ali McCann there. He, uh, I remember this when he first kind of started getting a run in the team, it looked like he was going to be a, a deeper player. Uh, people were talking about like a, a Chris Miller type replacement. And then... There was an interview a few weeks after where Tommy Wright said that he is the type of player he wants to get in the box, he wants to score goals and that kind of thing. And he scored two goals since then. And he's a player that played well this season, even when St Johnston yeah. were shit. And yeah, uh, yeah he's 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 um, he looks like he'll play a big part in their season between now and the end of the season. Uh, what do you think about the Callum Hendry up front? They've started with, as you say, Kane and May. May. Neither barely scored any goals between them. Callum Hendry seems to be doing okay from the bench here and there. Does he deserve a, a run in the team, do you think? I, I mean, if we slag off Chris Kane, uh, then, <laughs> then he will never I'm not. Score. I'm not trying to invite that, to be, to be clear. I'm not trying to do that. I, I think so. He adds something a bit different, Hendry. I, I think he, he came on at the Tynecastle early in the season and scored a winning goal, but other than that, he was just a general nuisance anyway. Uh, the wee bit of skill he had towards the end of the game on uh, Saturday was incredible as well. Shows that he's got a bit of confidence about him, which we don't see that often from Chris Kane. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he seems to be really working hard to try and get himself into the starting lineup. I mean, I'm sure... Tommy Wright is always quite meticulous with how he wants his teams to, to set up and obviously there's a reason why me and Kane are playing together just now. But I don't see a reason why Hendry couldn't come in and, and do a better job. I think he's got more of a goal threat than Kane as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> no, I think I've got one of our goals better than Kane. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like Kendry. Every time I've, I've seen him, I've, I've been quite impressed. Apart from that time he got sent off. But yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's not looking very good for Kelly. It's looking very grim, actually. No wins in nine, I think. Seven. Was it? Uh, yeah, I said the cup. I said yeah, the cup. Yeah, and yeah, seven yeah, right. defeats in the seven defeats league. In a row, yeah. uh, two, was two draws before that. So yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, that's getting to become a, a major concern, isn't it? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, it feels like they're relying a, a bit heavily, a bit too heavily on Burton just now, no. potentially. Uh, come on. I know. Um, <laughs> Directly involved in their last seven <laughs> goals. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and it, it just doesn't look like there's a lot of creativity in open play. There. Obviously, a lot of those goals against Queen's Park were set pieces largely. Um, this was a penalty that shouldn't have been a penalty either. There's not, didn't see a lot at the weekend of them fashioning a lot of chances. I mean, I guess you've got Kabam Bunner new, so it might take them a wee while to get used to how each other and the rest of the team plays, but they're kind of starting to run out of time to do that, given the, the run they're in. I mean, they're obviously, there's, there's worse teams on paper, obviously, still than, than Kelly, but yeah. once you get into a kind of slump like that, and if you, the concern has always been with Kelly, I guess, going forwards, and that's not been resolved at any point, and now the defence are kind of leaking goals a lot more as well, well so that, that, <laughs> that's what makes that a bit of a worry. That, that's kind of it. I, I think that the attacking sort of sense, yeah, that, that's still an issue, but the how easily they relinquish possession in that game is ridiculous. Even guys like Stuart Finlay were giving it away as the last man. Mm-hmm. Letting Stevie May in and stuff like that, they were giving the ball away all the time. Alan Power uh, was another one who was guilty. So it is, yeah, I, I think that they've got the attacking concerns that they've always had, but yeah. Yeah, added to it. It's now uh, a midfield that doesn't know what it's doing and a defence that looks nervous. So. Yeah. yeah the, the only thing is, I suppose it's it's hard to to know, I have to say, in, in terms of how much of it's Alex Dyer's doing. So obviously a lot of it's coming under his watch. Yeah. And he talked at the weekend about how there was so much bad, there were so many issues before he came in that he's kind of having to work his way through. Before but, he came in? Yeah. <laughs> that, and that's the, well, yeah, sorry, I can forget. I, I know that's what you man. saying that. I was wondering whether that was him saying oh. that or not. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just like washing his yeah, hands or what's happened the yeah, last six months. Possibly him, but the, uh, or misquoted him, but the, uh, but that, that is quite interesting that he's, he's kind of putting out, it's so much the blame on um, the previous Regime where they did still win some games. That's the thing. Like they, yeah. they've kind of, yeah. It's it's been under him ultimately. Alessio really was responsible for the first four matches yeah. of this run or something. Which yeah. I think you said started with two yeah, draws. Yeah, yeah. I think the next two yeah, defeats or something, and then yeah. Alessio's been out the door since then. So who knows? I mean, it could have been a yes. similar run under Alessio. We'll never know. But yeah. Right, we'll move on. We've got two nil nils okay. to, <laughs> to finish off with. So good luck here, guys. Um, Samira nil Aberdeen nil this one was on the tellies we might have a wee bit more to say about this um, good win <laughs> that's, that's a pretty massive presumption on your part it was a fucking horrible game yeah. um, Jim Goodwin said before the match if they kept Cosgrove quiet they would get something from the game he was right mm-hmm. uh, and Kennedy was given his debut by Aberdeen um, McInnes said that it was a type of player they've needed in the team for a while, but he seemed to suck all the goodness out of him <laughs> in his That's first, the first performance. Time he sucked the joy out of exciting signing. We can yeah. say these things now because Craig Levine's not our manager anymore. <laughs> it's just staggering how boring Aberdeen are as a football team. Like when they've got guys like. 
Cosgrove, Kennedy, McGee, McGinn, all starting that game, and they're so boring. Yeah. They're just such a bad team to watch. It's it's amazing that they're still put on TV. Yes, yeah. you know it's. <laughs> Their, their possession is just so slow. Like it, it, they seem to have no direction or no plan of what they actually want to do, other than give up to Cosgrove and kind of hope he does something or get out to the wingers and maybe see if they can get a cross in for Cosgrove. Um, There's kind of nothing, and it's like it, when you've got, as you say, when you've got McGeech in there, um, you've got Ferguson, uh, you've got Ojo. Like that should be a midfield that should be able to dominate and kind of dictate the play and the, the tempo and there's just none of that happening at all they, as you say they're just so abject to watch they're it, just it, miserable it was so often Ojo would pay, uh, play the ball sideways to McGeer who would play the ball sideways to Ojo mm. <laughs> and then that, that was it I, I think you know if if Aberdeen are, are going to make the most of this midfield they need to get back to McGinn who was playing for Hibs just before he left because he was beginning to make really incisive passes he, he built up a relationship with his strikers um, obviously he had guys like McGinn beside him as well Scott Allen but he, he was able to properly dictate the game and I think it might take a few weeks for that to happen but if they can get that Dylan McGeech to start playing because I think you know McGeech has maybe been guilty in the past of being that guy that will play it sideways and then yeah. uh, you know his passing stats will look great but he won't necessarily impact games I, I think if you can get that side of it working that will bring yeah. Lewis Ferguson into it more that will bring Cosgrove Kennedy that's kind of the key for me just now is, is Dylan McGeoch finding that sort of almost arrogance that he had when he was at Hibs that he knew he was good enough to just completely take a game by the scruff of the neck and run with it Um, I I think if they can get that going great it's not happened yet so um, it's kind of they're just really boring really boring yeah I think added to that I think McGinn really not been up to it recently Uh, he was very sloppy in possession didn't barely went past the man the entire game Um, and he just seemed quite lazy and tracking back and that kind of thing as well and he's just he's just not the player he was before he went to kind of feels like South Korea been tired for about a year because <laughs> <laughs> when he first it came back looked... it was understandable there was no gap yeah. Yeah. he didn't have an off season yeah. but yeah it looks like age or fitness or something's catching up with him at the, at the moment and he's just, he just doesn't have the spark that he, he once had Yeah, um, decent point for St Mirren although they'll be disappointed they didn't take all three points given that Obika chance yeah yeah that was um, that was actually McGeer backwards pass uh, it was that one uh, he should just stick to passing it sideways <laughs> um, yeah I, I think that it's, it's no secret that, that teams down that side of the table need to start putting their chances away we just spoke about it yeah. with Ross County for example these teams need to score those chances when they're presented that one was put on a plate for him um, he's, he's hit it pretty well um, it's, it's just a shame obviously it's come back off the post but it's a bad mess. When you go one-on-one, it doesn't matter if it's Joe Lewis you're up against. You'd, you'd still fancy the strike-up to put it away. Um, yeah, I think they'll be disappointed with that. And the new, they've got a new look centre-half. They needed to. Their defence was completely obliterated uh, by recalls and injuries. But the two guys looked excellent. Uh, Kem, fem, fem, Femwa? Femwa? Should have done yeah. this before I yeah, came no, on. No, I, I literally just said it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I looked in your eyes and said it. I wasn't guessing. Apologies. For yeah. Um, yeah. Next to the, the other Craig one. Craig was drowning there and Rob was casting out the uh, life raft and you're just missing uh, the it, No, he's swimming away from it. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for somebody else to throw on. Um, yeah, for me, will look good. Um, I, I think neither of them allowed themselves to get bullied too much by Cosgrove, uh, which always, always makes a difference when you're playing against Aberdeen. 
uh, Cosgrove decided to just dive at one stage which was great and I think that's maybe the reason why he didn't get the penalty that they were asking for yeah. as well um, no, no, he looks really strong Aye Yep, nothing else to add about that game <laughs> Excellent uh, Right, we'll move on to another game that we're going to try and get blood from a stone from oh, Good save from Marciano, eh? Yeah, it was right at the end Yeah, from Christy Manzinga Another one I'm going to struggle with It's just Manzinga, man Oh god Sorry guys Sorry Um, Yeah Two wins and seven for Hibs Not very good No No, not great No I mean mean, in in context I suppose I know no draw away Ah no that's not It's actually an alright result But Take out the context of the the recent uh, Recent run yeah, I, I think, you know, especially when you've got Tom James going in there yeah. <laughs> um, for his, his first game ever since, by the looks of things. Since um, November, I think it was. That was I, yeah, yeah. And, and when you've got to make a personal change like that, I think it's, it's a decent result away from home for Hibs. And um, I think for Motherwell as well, because the, um, I mean, looking at that front three, they're clearly missing a, a few players at the moment and to, to match Aberdeen's result and just to yeah. keep that bit of distance, I think it's a, a decent. I mean, obviously, they'll be given where they are and um, being at home, they're probably slightly more disappointed of the two, but I don't think they'll be too bothered about a point from that game. No, no so. Canberra hit the post. I suppose both teams had a chance to win it as well. Canberra hit the post, and as you said, the Menzinga one towards yeah. the end. Good but, pronunciation, man. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. I mean, it was it was better than the St Mirren yeah. game, but and there was a pigeon. Oh, I didn't see the pigeon. Did you not see the pigeon? No, the pigeon. Graham had mentioned it um, in the WhatsApp during the game, and then I, I didn't notice it during one of the highlights. Ah, so you can see it in the highlights. I think it was James Scott hits a shot that uh, is Marcel saves, but the pigeon takes off as he saves it, and there's a white pigeon. And it looks like the ball going into the back of the net. Oh, I watched the highlights and didn't. Uh, there was another bit that I noticed when the ball comes out. I think it might have been Hibbs on the attack. The ball comes out to the right wing and it kind of it just moves away from Aye. where the play is. Aye, the pigeon was absolutely loving the pitch, right. um, and I think it was there for roughly eighty or the ninety right. minutes, just so sort of flying to different yeah. parts of it. Yes, yeah, so that was good. The bit with the shot was a bit like a John Woo film. You know how he had like this <laughs> bit. It's just a white pigeon. <laughs> So there you go, Motherwell. <laughs> Motherwell Hibs fans. Spot on, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say the same thing. So there you go, Motherwell Hibs fans. Five minutes on uh, movies. We've watched 20 minutes or something on Hearts. And then um, your match was taken up talking about a pigeon. Yes. Yes. We'll just leave it there. Yeah, I think so. Eh? See you there. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.